With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. I am unwilling to give up that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out, knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control, control, control. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders, We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I'm so excited to have my next guest here. We have Susie Taff, who is the founder and CEO of an incredible brand called Scanties. And it, if you have not heard of Scanties, you will soon become very familiar with it. It has just arrived in the U.S., although we have a global audience. This is a brand that actually started in one of my favorite countries, Australia. And Susie is actually living and, and calling in today for this podcast from Brisbane. Uh, but Scanties is undergarments in a, or Scanties undergarments integrate the comfort of yoga pants, the silkiness of nylon and the breathability of cotton underwear all into a very wonderful, super cute garment that you will love to wear. I was just sharing with Susie that the uh, couple that I have have actually been, uh, removed from my drawers by my 21-year-old daughter, uh, who was like, wait, what's these? These are amazing. So uh, definitely have to get a few more. Uh, they're really, really adorable. So the Australian market in 2019 uh, was graced with Scanties. And as I mentioned, she is now expanding into the U.S. Uh, to really expand globally the brand, and they are direct-to-consumer only at this point, but uh, hopefully soon into stores as well. I'm super excited to hear all about Susie's mission for Scanties beyond them having incredibly comfortable and cool products, plus her own unique journey before creating Scanties. So really, really excited to have you here, Susie. Thank you so much, Cara. I'm so excited to be here chatting with you today. Absolutely. So I'd love, before we get into hearing about Scanties and your journey as an entrepreneur, I'd love to hear more about you and what you were doing actually before creating this incredible brand. Well, I have a really interesting background, <laughs> which I've bounced all over the place with certain things. So um, I'm actually an engineer. So I started out in um, chemical engineering in wastewater. Uh, no, waste treatment, so which is completely nothing to do with that. So Susie, welcome. And uh, before we get into hearing about Scanties and your journey as an entrepreneur, I'd love to hear more about you and what you were doing before you decided to start Scanties. Thank you, Cara. Well, I have a really um, bizarre background in that I have done a combination of things. 
Um, I started out as an engineer and I was working in the um, electrolytic recovery of metals in waste solutions, as one does. <laughs> um, and But I found that I really enjoyed the um, business development side of it more than the engineering side of it. So I went back to uni and did a master's in finance. Um, and in that master's in finance, I had thought I would work in that industry, but I ended up then jumping and becoming a maternity clothing designer with my sister. <laughs> In our early 20s, which was, we actually did an international business subject that um, was to find an anomaly in a market, like an easy entry point. And the maternity clothing um, business in Australia at the time was had a really easy um, entry. Um, so we were sort of 22 and 24, I think, never been pregnant and um, started a maternity clothing company. So, um, I, so we did have experience in fashion and design, I suppose, and also in fashion and design in a way that is not normal. So like with uh, with a maternity, obviously you've got to be able to make things expand and contract and change shapes for different stages of the pregnancy, for post-pregnancy, et cetera. So you have to sort of think a little bit outside of the box. So fast forward to the GFC and that's that um, saw that business close down. And then I went back to engineering, and this time I was building gas compressor stations out in Western Queensland, <laughs> which also seems very random, but it's really no different to maternity clothing designing, et cetera, because it's, you've got a design that needs to be manufactured, so you do the piping, and then I had the logistics with shipping it out to remote sites and then having it fabricated on site and quality control, um, finalize like the painting and the um, M MDRs, et cetera, for the company. So <laughs> it seems like a big jump, but it's really not. So when I um, I created the product scanties just for myself at the end of when we were leaving the maternity business, so 2008, um, but I didn't realize that other people needed something like that probably for quite a few years later. And it was um, only through talking with a few friends that I realized that it actually could be a commercial product. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hmm. So, so interesting. So what was it about the fashion industry that really, I mean, obviously you went into maternity first and then you decided to start Scanty. So what was it about the fashion in industry that really drew you to away from engineering? I think, um, I think I'm, I have a very creative um, side to me and I know engineering is not particularly creative. It's sort of more maths brain, but I love um, fashion. I love textiles. I love um, designing things. So while Scanties is just one product, which we've, I've kept small intentionally for now, um, I still get all my own clothes. Um, I design them and get them tailor-made, so I have a whole, like, curated wardrobe. Um, but I suppose that goes to the point of Scanties is I have a different body shape where I've got small up the top and big down the bottom so I find it really hard to buy things off the rack so just to go into a shop and buy something it will fit me if it fits my waist it doesn't fit the bottom if it fits my like dresses that I'm two sizes smaller up the top than down the bottom so I've always struggled 
So I suppose like scanties I made because I needed something like that. The same with the clothing that I make as well because I can't buy off the shelf like lots of other people can. So I've sort of had to do it out of necessity. So how would you describe scanties to anyone who isn't familiar with the brand? So scanties, um, the, they are an underwear product that are designed to, but they're sort of supposed to be your support buddy. <laughs> they're there um, to make sure that you can wear whatever you want to wear and feel good about yourself at the same time. So they're sort of a tool, like I'm not sure if you've ever put on undies that are tight that are cutting in and then they give you muffin topper or they're riding up or um, they just don't really make you feel good, very good about yourself. So the point of what I wanted, number one thing for scanties was when people to put them on, I want them to feel, oh, my God, these feel amazing. Like it's actually like a feeling. And when I'm doing the test of the different fabrics and, and trying them on, if I don't feel like that, I'm like, nope, that one's no good. It has to make you nearly gasp, oh, my God, this feels so good because that's what I'm trying. So the brand is not just a product. It's really a movement to have women start to feel good about themselves and good about their bodies and give them some of that confidence back. And do you feel like, obviously, the uniqueness of the brand, uh, visually, it's so, so different, um, but also, is was anybody doing this out there that you saw maybe if you could just tweak a little something or did you really, I feel like you started an entirely new category around undergarments, making them, you know, comfortable and other, there's other undergarments that are comfortable, but I don't know, there's some uniqueness about it and the, um, the thinness of it and the feel of it is just really amazing. Yes. No, there was definitely no products out there because if there had been, I probably would have just bought that and this would have never eventuated. <laughs> Um, uh, so, and I think that having the maternity background and having the contacts in manufacturing allowed me to create an entirely new category of garment, basically. So it, it, nothing like this does exist out there. Nothing with the cotton, the cotton panel is super important design feature in there that lots of women, um, can be highly susceptible to infections if they have anything synthetic, um, in that area down there. So the cotton panel is was extremely um, crucial to the design. And then definitely the soft, um, the yoga waistband so that they fit, that they sit flat was also something I really, really wanted. It's a pet peeve of mine when th that digs in there and then you get, well, you don't feel good about yourself. Like we sort of, I think um, as we well, as everyone, everyone in our body confidence, et cetera, like we have to work on that every day. So we may as well have tools like flat waistbands that just give us that little bit of extra boost in that confidence sector, I think. Yeah, definitely. So can you take us back to that aha moment when you knew you wanted to really create this, this product, this change and, and you've, you had another company uh, before. I mean, maybe it's, what did you learn from that experience where you just decided I want to go do this again, uh, but differently. Well, I will uh, definitely 100% say when I hop back on that plane to go and do scanties, I said, I never thought I would be back on a plane doing this. So I had absolutely no plans to go back into manufacturing whatsoever. But I also had a marriage breakdown. And so my kids were, they were five, three and one. And so all of a sudden I was a single mom. And I knew I 
I couldn't be do a fi- become a FIFO engineer anymore because I needed to look after the kids. So I was normally flying in and out of sites, etc. So I knew that that wasn't an option. And I had the aha moment was actually at this point in time in my life, I have a chance to choose a path that's going to really fulfill me and drive my passion and give me that like life purpose. And so the reason why Scanties was like, it was, it just made so much sense was because A, I could help women feel good about themselves. And it's even amazing the reach that Scanties have had um, in sectors that I hadn't thought of, like the ostomy um, community. So what people with ostomy bags, apparently they're fantastic for that. And I've seen my, um, see the write up on blogs and stuff about how it gives them the confidence to wear for, uh, fitting clothes more which just to me makes me feel so thrilled and also um, gender affirmation surgery and HRT and, and people that are transitioning um, with all the hormone changes, et cetera. I've had some beautiful um, reviews emailed to me saying how much they supported them emotionally um, through those physical changes. So that the, all of those, when I get those emails, that's what, so that's my why. It's like I'm actually helping people Give them, giving them back their confidence and helping them through emotional parts of life. The IVF is another one where people bloat a lot in their stomachs up and down and or miscarriages. I've had people with um, hysterectomy surgeries that have said they're like life-saving to wear after that. So it's actually been such a broader application than just underwear, which is just makes my heart sing. I hear this a lot and I can say firsthand that that consumer feedback is definitely the thing during those dark days, those hard days when you're going through uh, challenges of something breaks or uh, a person quits or, you know, something dramatic happens and then you get a customer email or you run into a customer who hears you're the founder of of scanties it's just a um it's a really powerful thing it sort of changes everything uh wouldn't you say yeah definitely because you can see that you're actually making a difference and uh, Mm -hmm. and that's why we're all in this really these days now people like people's passion and their why is really the driver behind businesses these days which is fantastic and so when you get that that confirmation that your why is actually getting that reach it's just yeah i know i remember i got a someone at the passport desk I was stamping my passport and they were like, the owner of scan? And I was like, I am. And I got like a total fan <laughs> moment, but it just, yeah, it felt amazing. That's, I love it. So you launched in Australia in 2019 and uh, obviously uh, during a incredible, crazy time in the world, right before everything was happening. Uh, what, like, first of all, why did you choose to launch just with one product? I'm sure a lot of you've come up with a million ideas where you can go with with this product. But why was it so important for you to just get it right with this one product first before expanding beyond that? I think because of from my experience with the maternity clothing, like we would do with that, we would do a summer summer range, a winter range. Um, uh, we were constantly designing new things and I just knew as a single mom, I didn't have capacity to do that. So, mm-hmm. so I, that's why I just stuck with, I'll just do the one <laughs> and I have brought out new colors and, and changed a bit of that. Um, but I just didn't have any more capacity other than to do the one product. And then now I have got some great mentors 
who are now preventing me from doing more products because they just said just stick deep and narrow with this one. And then we can, because I would love to add in the leak-proof wear because I think that that is the next sort of stage with helping women with their confidence, et cetera. Um, and so, but, yeah, so I'm just doing deep and narrow for now under guidance, <laughs> not to spread myself too thin. Yeah, definitely. How many different fabrics are you using? Or or I should say, uh, is it is it actually yeah, so fabric? There are different weights. So there's like a super thin one, which is nearly sheer. So um, and then there's a medium sort of weight, which is a bit thicker, and then there's one that's a, a, a firmer weight. So some people um, prefer the feeling of the fur firm ones I like to it depends on the weather personally which ones I prefer to wear if it's really hot the super sheer thin ones just feel like you're wearing nothing so they feel absolutely amazing and then the moderate ones are fine for anywhere basically um but they've got a bit more coverage so say you wanted to wear them around the house with a singlet top on as as just around the house they're not see-through so you can wear the the moderate ones whereas the thin ones are a little bit more see-through I would imagine uh if you're not doing them yet just different lengths too uh, could also be an definitely, interesting definitely. play. Yeah, it's on the list. Once we can get this expansion in the U.S. happening, we'll definitely do some different links. I love it. So how did you decide to actually go into the U.S.? So that is because I found in Australia they were predominantly a summer product. So um, so I did do um, an Asian sort of Singapore expansion, but I was shipping them from Australia and it was in COVID and I'm sure your freight times were a nightmare and they were a nightmare here. And so it just became logistically impossible. And so basically the reason I chose the US was because you have the longest summer, <laughs> um, which like out, like so Europe, et cetera, they don't have as much hot weather, whereas the US does have a lot of hot weather. However, since I've been, um, <laughs> since I've, as businesses progressed, et cetera, I found they're actually a really great winter underwear as well so under ski pants or hiking pants or um they're really good for traveling because you can wash them and um they dry overnight so they're so they've actually got a whole lot more application than just summer underwear but the u.s is also like it's such a fantastic market and i love the u.s people i feel like you're so open to new ideas like this i feel like you've got really great positive attitude towards like adopting a new totally new category in underwear i suppose as you mentioned before so you've, uh, obviously this is your first undergarment business. You're not new in the fashion industry. I, I'm sure you know a ton now about fabrics and materials. You've immersed yourself into this industry. Uh, I know as an entrepreneur, I've immersed myself into the water category. I'm, I'm a fun dinner guest for people because I know way too much about water and fruit and, uh, labeling and all kinds of different stuff. What? How do materials factor into the safety of shapewear? I heard an interview that you did where you talked a little bit about that. Yeah, so I've just been looking into, um, luckily my fabrics aren't treated with it because of the type of fabric, but with some of the shapewares and I think also the leak-proof wear, there, there is um, some like moisture wicking and sweat wicking and and treatments that can be put on fabrics that they're not quite sure about the long-term effects of it um, they call them forever chemicals so when they're absorbed by the skin it means that your body can't actually eradicate them out so I think um, consumer awareness around that is starting to be 
um, peaked. And so I think people wearing their loot, like, well, I won't say the brand, but wearing their athletic wear day in, day out, it's actually not healthy for your skin to have sort of that, those, um, treatments up close to your skin, especially wearing them with no underwear, because that's a highly absorbent area. So if you get any of the PFAs in there, they're just not sure what the long-term effects are. So that's why, again, always wear cotton underwear under anything um, that is potentially made from plastics, et cetera, so exercise wear and things like that to just protect that area. And um, we will always be making sure that our fabrics never have been treated with anything like that, definitely, and always keeping cotton in contact. Um, as And the engineering part of my brain loves this, but as the awareness of this um, is increasing, I think there'll be more um, clever uh, clever research, et cetera, done into absorption methods in, in natural fibres, such as nearly like going back to the old, old, old days where they did use cottons and things like that. But I think with, our, um, with the research we have available, um, we can create something that's amazing for the absorption without the harmful chemicals involved. Yeah, definitely. So interesting. We talk about I talk about PFAS and uh, PFAs a lot uh, as it relates to water and yes. the industry overall. So it's really, really interesting that uh, and totally makes sense that it's also in so many garments uh, too. So really, really interesting. So with all the difficulties attached to uh, starting a physical goods business, what it, can you share what were some of the more difficult points in, in starting this company? I think sometimes it's uh, being a second-time entrepreneur. Uh, obviously, you're smart from the get-go. You've had a lot of, this is not your first rodeo. Um, you have a lot of uh, industry experience, business experience overall, but there's always difficulties along the way. and. It, was there anything in particular that you just didn't plan on when you were launching Scanties? Oh, definitely, 100%. <laughs> so I, um, I'd um, i reordered some of the nude, the beige colour, and on my fabric swatch card, there was two colours that looked nearly identical in the beige. So hmm. I reordered them, like a 1,000 pieces or something, and got them, and then I actually had a massive sales event, like a massive marketing event came through, so I pretty much dispatched the whole lot out. And then I started getting the emails <laughs> and then I started getting the Facebook messages of these are terrible. They don't stay up. They don't stay. They keep falling down, etc. And so this is amazing, but you need to test everything on every batch of everything because that they were, I picked the other one, the other beige, and it literally the same fabric type, the same composition and everything. And it did not behave the same way. So I then was like, obviously, you can imagine the gut feeling of like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, so but what it was fantastic for is it was it actually gave me an opportunity to showcase what we were about. And our number one goal is happy customers. So no matter what you're, what, what it is, I want to talk to you and, and solve the problem for you. So I tracked down all the people that were having problems with them um, and contacted them all, offered them the replacement with the good stock and I was getting the replacements in the bright fabric um, or they could choose a different co colour or they could have a refund. So I basically just tracked everyone down and it was amazing because I ended up having people who had had problems becoming my number one promoters and the number one, like they're on Facebook. And so I actually had like a team of people 
that I'd help that were out there. And if other people were having problems, said, no, contact Susie. She's fantastic. She'll sort it out for you. So it actually, the, the, the worst time I've actually managed to turn into um, like a fantastic uh, way to promote how we will go above and beyond to make sure that people are happy. And I think people are so, um, people are so willing to give you a go if you just front foot it and say, look, I'm really sorry, I've messed up here and how can I help you feel happy, have a happy outcome? And I think people just appreciate you taking the time to listen to them. And so we've adopted that now in all of our customer service. It's always our number one thing is fast response time, get back to people quickly, and how can we help you and listen to people because I think that that's what most people want these days. Yeah, definitely. Well, when you can turn your consumers into your advocates, uh, then that is really the best the best thing you can do. How are you getting the word out about Scanties? So in Australia, I've been using um, influencer marketing, so we, um, which has been really successful over here. Um, and then the US is um, talking on podcasts, writing articles, doing all the things I can to talk because it's not so much just a product. I really want it to be a movement like of body confidence and body positivity and helping people to feel confident and comfortable in their in their bodies. So, um, so I have a lot to say. <laughs> no, I love it. And really, you've started a, a movement around and, and really created community around a physical goods product how how do you do that i it's uh it's it's a I, I get it when you've got a mission and a message but it really you've done a really nice job particularly in australia where you've been for a few years now but people are talking about it like how do you get that to happen i think you just have to chip away at it i think i don't uh-huh. know slowly but surely and i think we're so lucky because we have the tools like Instagram and Facebook um, that is such a storyboard, I suppose. You get to put inspirational quotes. You get to, like, you can shape it so much more. And I think also I learned a long time ago is that I'm not set, like, selling the product is actually like about fifth on the list. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's actually the, the, the movement and the discussion around body positivity and and um, even sort of self-worth and self-love and um, self-confidence, all of the messaging is actually what I'm here to do. And the product is just a tool like fifth on the ladder <laughs> that, that, that they can use to help enforce that message. I think it's so interesting that you say that because it's, it's really a, you know, when you get the rest of it right, then that's when the, the product will sell right? You get all of the quality right and the community and, and all of the pieces. It's not just about having a great product or influencer strategy. All these different components are really what make uh, the, the product successful. And, and I think that you've really nailed it 100%. So funding a company, you talked a little bit about this. Uh, definitely when, as you're coming into the US, uh, are you looking for funding now? Or are you how have you viewed funding this company to date? Yeah, so it's bootstrapped to date, but I will be needing to look for funding for the expansion because I just, as a single person, I can't, I cannot roll it out fast enough um, with with my own funding anymore. So yeah, I definitely will be looking for funding. Um, probably strategic partners, someone that is in the game in some area, um, just to also help. It's being a solo founder as you would know it can be tiring <laughs> and just having yeah. someone else to bounce things off would be great. 
Definitely. So being an entrepreneur is brutal. You've been an entrepreneur uh, in in another company. And what what would you say to yourself uh, when, you know, maybe, maybe even before starting a company, what, what really makes an entrepreneur? I mean, what, what is it that, that kind of, uh, I guess, a, a few different ways to look at it, but what would you warn yourself about maybe is, is the way to look That's at gonna it? It's going to be really hard. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's Definitely. just how you pick yourself back up, isn't it? It's like you're going you're gonna to get knocked down, you're going to get knocked down. Um, time and time again, things will go wrong and just the ability to pick yourself back up again. And so I think just holding on to that for me, because I know I'm helping people. I know that it is like this business is divinely guided. It is meant to be a thing because it is for the good of others. And so I really have to stick with that because sometimes I'm like, am I doing the right thing? Am I, I do have those moments and I'm like, what am I doing? And then just remembering no, this is helping people, like thinking back to the reviews, thinking back to the kind words that people have had about the product, about how much it's emotionally supported them. And then I'm like, no, that's right. If you're you're here, it's a it's service. And I think is it Gary Vee that talks about you have to be of service all day, every day, be of service, be of service, be of service. And as long as you're coming from that place, then that is how you can keep going, I think. It's bigger than you. Yeah. <laughs> I I love that. And that's Super great words of wisdom, terrific things to end on too. We'll have everything in the show notes uh, for everybody to be able to purchase Scanties too. Thank you so much, Susie, for coming on and sharing and good luck with everything. Everybody needs to get at least a pair of these. They are so awesome. Uh, and just congratulations on everything that you've done. Thank you so much, Kara. It's been great chatting to you today. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to The Kara Golden Show. If you would, please give us a review and feel free to share this podcast with others who would benefit. And of course, feel free to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of our podcast. Just a reminder that I can be found on all platforms at Kara Golden. And if you want to hear more about my journey, I hope you will have a listen or pick up a copy of my book, Undaunted, which I share my journey, including founding and building Hint. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a great rest of the week and 2023, and goodbye for now. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, But achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. 
You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Kara Golden. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.